In 2016, Pope Francis preached on the parable of the Good Samaritan, and he made the comment, the Good Samaritan is not only a parable, but a way of life. And truly, we can see when, when, when we are able to make the principles of the Good Samaritan a part of our life, wonderful change comes about. And with that in mind, I wanted to share with you something I came across on Facebook that was positive. <laughs> but, but, it's, uh, but somebody shared a very interesting article in an interview with a gentleman, and I cannot remember the last name. His first name is Rian. He's from South Africa, and he was the co-founder of the Satanic Church of South Africa. He had been a Satanist for about four years, and had obviously risen in the ranks. He had a very powerful position of oversight. But some things happened with four Christians that he encountered over a brief period of time that touched his heart. Rian describes himself as a person who was broken and hurting and sad. And this is what led him to be, become fascinated with Satanism in the first place. But he found the love of Christ through, through some simple acts that four Christians that were put in his path uh, uh, co committed on his behalf. Some as simple as just a hug. Somebody, one, one lady, after hearing an interview that he gave at a radio station she worked for where he said he did not believe that Jesus existed, she came up and hugged him and he said he had never had experienced or felt a hug like that before in his life. And he was brought to tears while he was describing this. It's a, a, a moving video. And uh, he, he, I don't know that he is fully converted to Christianity, but I, do, I, I did see that he had a rosary around his neck and a picture of Mary in the background. So uh, he, he's, he's on the right track. But these simple acts of kindness, these simple acts of passing on Christ's love that we've all had the opportunity to feel in our lives changed the course of this man's life and touched his heart and showed him what true happiness really is. And it was interesting, too, that he said, you know, I've met thousands of Satanists. He's like, and everyone I've met is, is broken and sad. And so that's uh, how interesting that, that the simple acts of love by a Christian, but passing on the love that Jesus and the peace that Jesus gives us to someone else, what a difference it can make. And that's certainly what this parable is all about, the passing on, the charity, love, the passing on of those things to somebody and are not worrying about who that person is. Because certainly these Christians could have said, oh, I, and that's what he had experienced from many Christians. They didn't want any part of him. And he said, he described himself as a monster, Rian did, but he, as, at the time. He said, I was a monster the way I acted. But four people showed me these acts of compassion. So in the parable today, we hear about the Good Samaritan. And who is the great Good Samaritan? Certainly it is Jesus, and we can see the qualities of Christ in this parable. Not only that he laid out for us, but that he, want, that he wants us to learn from and to act on. The Good Samaritan was heading down a winding road. This road in Jerusalem goes from Jerusalem down to Jericho in the, in the area of Samaria. And you know, the Samaritans and the Jews detested one another. They couldn't stand each other. A, a, a Samaritan was not even allowed to testify in a Jewish court. They were looked at as less than human. They were, they were pagan. They had married, they, marriage to the Assyrians was allowed. And so they, they married Assyrians and they brought lots of their pagan traditions into their religion and defiled the, the true faith that the Jews were, were trying to practice, the law. 
And so all these things were going on, and this good Samaritan, good Samaritan had every reason to look at that Jewish man lying there on the side of the road as his enemy. And you know, scholars have, have tried to figure out for years, why did this Levite, who had special privileges at the temple and special responsibilities, and why did this Jewish priest pass to the other side of the road and leave this injured man who was either dead or half dying if by, by what it appeared to be, why, why did they not stop to help? Some, some have wondered if it was the fact that they thought he was dead and touching a corpse would have made them impure and unable to carry out their duties at the temple that day. But it says in the parable that they were headed down the path. So perhaps they had already taken care of their duties at the temple when they encountered this injured man. Um, but the other, the other could simply be, you know, some human emotions like fear. They, this was a very dangerous place. In fact, this pass is called the Pass of Blood in that area, or the Bloody Pass, and it was known for robbers. So there were lots of rocks and crags and places for robbers to hide out and wait for their victim, which is no doubt what happened to our Jewish man lying on the side of the road. And perhaps these two were afraid that if they stopped to help this man, he was only acting and his friends would soon jump out and accost them. So we'll never know for sure, will we? But what we do know is that the Good Samaritan put that all to the side. He wasn't concerned with himself, he was more concerned with his neighbor, even though his neighbor was supposed to be his enemy. So he didn't pre-qualify this person, he showed him love. And so much so that he took him to the inn, he took out two silver coins that, to, to give to the innkeeper to take care of this man, and then he told him without limit, he said, give him whatever he needs. If it exceeds this money, I'll pay you on my way back. He, there was no limit to his love, no limit to how he was willing to pour himself out for his neighbor, who once again was supposed to be his enemy. And he certainly had many excuses to leave him on the side of the road. But you know, Jesus uh, showed us the same thing. When Jesus was nailed to the cross and poured himself out, body, blood, water, spirit on our behalf, he didn't make any conditions. He didn't point out any group of people that this applied to and leave others out. No, it was for each and every, every one, right down to the man nailing him to that cross. Jesus poured himself out completely, and he expects us to do the same. And this is what he was trying to tell this scholar at the time who was testing him, to, to, to love your neighbor. And who is your neighbor? The person that shows that love for you and the person you show that love to. And Jesus loved us so much, brothers and sisters, that he left our, our glorious, beautiful, holy Catholic Church in his place when he went back to heaven. And boy, the Catholic Church has been the good Samaritan in the world, has it not, over the centuries, with the schools and the charities and the, um, the hospitals and, and so on and so on and so on that are operated all around the world, helping all in need, not just our Catholic brothers and sisters, but reaching out to people who need it the very most. But what is church except we all of us come together with the same purpose in mind? So it really does, at the end of the day, come down to you and I and what we decide to do and who we decide to serve, who we decide to open our hearts to. Jesus in the good, parable of the Good Samaritan is asking us to open it to every single person. And in that first reading, Deuteronomy chapter 30, so interesting what Moses is telling the Israelites. This isn't complicated, he tells them. 
We don't need to send some wise man up into the sky to find out what God's purpose for us is and then to break it open and explain it to us. We don't need to send somebody across the sea and, and get God's purpose and then come back and explain it to us. No, God put it in our hearts. He put it on our lips. We're born with the inclination to love our brother and, and our sister. We're, we're born to, with compassion because we are children of God. And in this world, doesn't it need compassion? It's broken, it's confused, uh, it, it's full of strife, resentment, so on and so on. Groups of people that detest other groups of people right within our own country, sometimes within our own church. There's no place for this in the Good Samaritan. We're all called to love one another, to put one another's interests first. So what a beautiful thing for us to ponder. And as we go forth, let us just consider Jesus's final words when, when the scholar got his point and said the neighbor was the one who showed compassion, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said, go and do the same. Amen.